Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 24th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? I've got an interesting show today. I'm on the road, but I wanted to be live. And we uh, did an interview with James Edwards last Wednesday, two-hour incredible broadcast. And we had a few internet blitz. There were storms in the southeast where our studios uplinked to the uh, uh, rest of the world, etc. And so we had some technical difficulties. And what I did was I preserved the audio because the conversation was so great between myself and James Edwards that I really wanted to make sure that everybody could hear it. So I've got this interview with James. A lot of this is going to be uh, a um, you know broadcast of that the interviews that I did with James. Uh, and so I'll be back and forth kind of live doing some transitions for the breaks and everything for the road. But the bulk of the interview will be this incredible interview with James Edwards of thepoliticalcesspool.org. Here's Sam and James. We had on Casey Whalen, a dear friend of ours, he runs a group called North Idaho Exposed. You got it, North Idaho Exposed. Dear friend of ours, great gentleman. You want to learn more about him, go to caseywhalen.substack.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-W-H-A-L-E-N, caseywhalen.substack.com. And you can check out his incredible work. Well, he wrote an article highlighting uh, the details of his incredible research. He's done a bunch of FOIA requests, uh, interviewed uh, FBI agents who tried to interview him. He interviewed them. (laughs) I know. Yeah, the guy is absolutely on fire for the sacred cause of liberty. Here's the title of his article. United States prepares to target dissenting Americans in culture war. Marxist networks are fomenting the end game for, quote, nationalists and Christians. Boy, howdy, is Casey spot on with this. Well, Casey, um, again, the FBI came to his house because he was digging in so hard, they began to freak out, man. You know, the light of day really makes these people panic. So the FBI got a hold of Casey, and, well, they were supposed to interview Casey, but Casey interviewed them. Yeah, we played yesterday on the show this soundbite. Casey directly asks FBI special agent. Um, the guy's name is uh, Brian or Bryn Gunderson. B R Y N N. Brian Gunderson. Let me say it over. His name is so weird. Brian Gunderson. So it's spelled B R Y N N. And then the last name is G U N N E R S O N. Brian Gunderson. He asked him flat out directly, what is white nationalism? And uh, the FBI agent was forced to answer. And the answer is riveting. Basically, he said there's nothing wrong with being white. There's nothing wrong with being a nationalist. Both are harmless. 
but the definition ranges from harmless nothing to you're a terrorist. And literally, Casey trapped this FBI agent, we have his name and everything, who literally admitted that it can mean nothing. We also learn from, they call it Task Force Butler, that's this organization, in which three reports have now been published or released. One of them is public and the other two are literally private, but they've been sent to prosecutors across the country. You see, Casey's documentation and his evidence that he's learned from these FOIA requests is this. You've got a cadre of government groups in bed with non-government groups that are all working together to pass information up and down the system from the local level all the way to the, quote, international level and all the way back to the local level, depending on where the information is discovered. All right. Now, listen. Project Blast Blacklisted is one of the reports that was released and discovered, and it discusses the players in what's called Patriot Front. And the details are riveting. The second report is called Project Husky, discusses how to process and prosecute MSC 131. Okay. Marxist networks, ladies and gentlemen, have been established. In the inland northwest is what he discovers, but I'm telling you, they've created a template that is being duplicated across the country. Casey can help you expose it in your area, but they've been established in the inland northwest under the guise of nonprofits, 501c3s, etc., and they're essentially donating monies back and forth between these network participants. Yeah. At the core of it, your Justice Department, the FBI, Homeland Security, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Okay, this is serious business, folks. Casey exposed all this on the air. He's got FOIA requests and interviews and data that doubles down. If you go to CaseyWayland.substack.com, you can learn more. We're going to have him on for an extended interview because he was only on for the first hour uh, yesterday on radio and TV. Uh, and, folks, we're going to have him on more to break this down, and we're also going to start to invoke Americans, patriots. Uh, you might even call them white nationalists because some of them might be white. But, see, even if you're not white, you're an Uncle Tom white nationalist. You got it? If you stand for liberty or Christianity, you are a white nationalist, even though the FBI, through their special agent, blatantly admits in a recording that it means nothing, that it's fine, that it's okay. Um, that's the narrative. But these good, honest Americans is what I would call them. These people who care about God, family, and country, uh, they may be white, they may not be white, but they will dig in and connect the dots, as Casey has done in northern Idaho, and North Idaho Exposed is his group. But we will start exposing across the country these plans, this money trail, these organizations and connections to human rights groups, etc., all tied into the Southern Party Law Center and your government agencies. We will duplicate connecting the dots across the country we're going to call it operation what what should we call it operation tell the truth operation expose james edwards the political cesspool.org website author host and more welcome back to liberty roundtable and what do you say of that report from liberty roundtable live sir 
I have got a lot to say about that, Sam. Uh, you have certainly served me up something that is right in my wheelhouse and uh, pretty much an issue that I've dedicated nearly my entire career to. If there is one thing I am known for, it is for the issues you were just uh, making mention of. And uh, I wish I could have heard that live yesterday. I, w- I had taken my son down to Sardis Lake, a little lake uh, about an hour south of Memphis, where my grandparents used to take me when I was around that age. We'd go down there every summer. My birthday is tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow. So we're sort of getting the party started early here on Liberty Roundtable this morning. And it's not always an honor to be with you. But yeah, I was down there. And- How old are you going to be? Are you going to turn 30? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I'll be 43 tomorrow, 43, and I've been doing this since I was young and on the radio since I was 24. Uh, so I've been doing this my entire adult life. Bittersweet to take my son down there where I had all those uh, nostalgic and sentimental memories. But that, that's what's going on this week. So I missed the show yesterday uh, doing a little birthday activity with uh, my son and uh, come uh, back today and find this story. So um this is the, this is I think the story right now. I, I think this is the biggest issue that you know, aside from a collapsing economy and potentially nuclear war with Russia, what they have done here, what the system has been doing now for many 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 years. But I think people have really caught on to it now. It's reached a sort of critical mass in that if you have beliefs that are now characterized as being so-called white nationalist beliefs, you basically have beliefs that in the previous generation were categorized as just being an American, being a normal American, somebody who uh, has a reverence for their history and for their heroes and for their faith and for their family and their ancestors. I mean, having a a, a reverence and not feeling guilt over who you are and how God made you, that's, again, that's what a normal person would. Uh, Somebody... But now it's it's called white nationalism, and I wrote the book about it, or a book about it. Certainly, the first book that I I, I know to have been published about this, all the way back in 2010, before people were even thinking about this. Back then, if somebody was called a racist, if somebody was called a white nationalist, then uh, they were really an outlier. I, I mean, certainly I was being called these things back then, but it, it really set you apart. That was like, okay, well, these guys are scary. These guys are radioactive, and it, it in in most cases, maybe not in all. But in most cases, even back then, uh, it, w- it was pure hogwash. But now, I mean, we've really accelerated to the point now where if you have even the flimsiest conservative tendencies, uh, it's an all-encompassing term. And in my book, I was saying this is what they're doing. They, they want conservatives. They want people uh, who are opposed to radical egalitarianism, radical left-wing initiatives they want to sideline you by calling you a racist by calling you a white nationalist by getting you that negative social stigma they think that you'll either spin your wheels doing nothing arguing whether or not you are in fact this or that or you'll just withdraw from the battlefield and that's what they've done and that's what they're doing but i think they've done it so much now uh, that people are catching on and it really is an indescribable term Uh, but that goes back to what critical race theory is all about now that's a term people will know what is critical race theory? Well, the theory is to criticize relentlessly, criticize your opposition, criticize everything they are, everything they stand for until they submit and, and join this progressive cult, so-called progressive cult. Uh, but as you said in your excellent recap there just a moment ago, Sam, I am absolutely and unequivocally a nationalist. And I am white, and I don't feel any guilt for being white, and I don't feel any guilt for being a nationalist. I do. What, what's the opposite of being a nationalist, somebody who maintains uh, their loyalty to their people or to their uh, to their nation. 
to be an internationalist, to be a globalist. Let's pick up right there. Uh, and, and hey, I'll can tell you go ahead and I'd... skip the break? Keep going, James. Well, uh, I see, I don't have a problem with those terms. I am white. I am a nationalist. But if you put them together, uh, then it sort of becomes like, oh, hey, go, hold on now. Wait a minute. And I don't like the term, frankly, white nationalist. I, I have never called myself a white nationalist. You can call me a, a white and, and hold advocate. On. You don't like it because of the lie, label, manipulated, politically charged, dishonest um, insinuation that that engenders, right? That's exactly right. Well, there's a couple of reasons why. The, the, the term white nationalist, I think it sort of evokes, not that there's anything wrong with militia or people like that. I'm not saying that at all, but it sort of um, evokes this sort of militant, you, you sort of in your mind's eye picture some militant sort of outside, not the big outside, the box is wrong, but you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's something sort of militant, standoffish, sort of outside of, of mainstream society, a loner. Secretive, anti-government, uh, lone wolf, all these stuff, things start to be embodied, like that. right? Stuff like that, as opposed to, hey, I'm just a normal guy with the with normal beliefs that, again, a, a few a few decades ago would have just been a, a basic basic American belief. Certainly, it wouldn't have been out of line with our founding fathers or any of our heroes or even any of our presidents up until about the mid 1960s. Another thing about and, white nationalists and would not be out of line with Christian values either. No, absolutely not. Uh, of course not. Uh, and that's another thing too, by the way. Now now they're really going after that too because now they're using the term Christian nationalist in the same vein as white nationalists. And the, the, the one, another thing I don't like about the term white nationalist is that the media, as dishonest as they are and as evil as they are and contemptible, they use the term interchangeably with white supremacist. Uh, and those are two different terms, but the media uses them interchangeably. You read articles about people that they're attacking, uh, Donald Trump, James Edwards, Sam Bushman, anybody that, that speaks uh, a narrative that challenges that of the, the system, and you will see in some articles these people are referred to as white nationalists, sometimes as white supremacists, sometimes neo-Nazis, sometimes Klansmen. Uh, and they use them all interchangeably, and that's also dishonest. So you can call me a lot of things. Don't call me late for dinner, but, uh, but we can. I, I don't personally adopt the term white nationalist while at the same time saying I am white and I am a nationalist. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. White nationalists are everywhere. And just so you know, the more people they deny it, the more it's supposedly true. And that's the problem with these labels and terms that they place upon each of us is, you know, they even claim the more you deny it, even if you say it isn't true, that's not me. Well, the more you deny it, the more they claim it's true. Just look at, for example, election deniers. I'm not an election denier. I know elections exist. I've never denied that they exist. I just say <laughs> they're wrought with fraud. Uh, the problem is I say they're wrought with fraud. They deny that and say, no, but I'm the denier. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm telling you there's elections, absolutely, and they're committing fraud. And they say, no, we're not. Well, they're denying it, aren't they? But yet somehow the label is I'm the denier because I question the mainstream narrative, you see. And that's the problem with the white supremacist movement is it's all dishonest. We had on Catherine Engelbrecht, second hour, founder and president of truthevote.org for a riveting interview. They're engaged in six lawsuits now, even after Connex. Uh, dismissed the lawsuit against them. Um, we're talking about election intelligence. We need to trust but verify, take action, start, stop election fraud, both foreign and domestic. Join us in demanding an end to foreign technological interference into U.S. elections. We have published a petition, says True the Vote, 
on what's called StopCCPElectionFraud.com. That's StopCCPElectionFraud.com. And you can sign that petition and take uh, action yourself. By signing our petition, you are sending a clear message. And Catherine says to our leaders, but I would say those criminal servants who are violating their oaths of office. But you can double down and state that we, the people, will not stand idly by while our republic is being compromised by election fraud. They're the deniers. They claim it isn't true. We have ample evidence that it's true, and I'm going to prove it to you right now. GOP now voting by mail. Trump has now said, quote, until Republicans gain power and can change the law, they have no choice but to support voting by mail. I would say shame on the Donald, ladies and gentlemen. He's basically saying, hey, mail-in balloting is election fraud. All right? But he says, quote, mail-in ballots, by the way, will always be dishonest, Trump says. So he says they'll always be dishonest, but we have no choice but to be dishonest. Shame on the Donald. What a disgrace. In fact, the National Republican Committee is getting involved in this, the NRC, um, NRC or whatever it's called. The effort that they're promoting now as Republicans is called bank your vote. That's right. Bank your vote further calls for Republicans to take advantage of, quote, ballot harvesting where it's, quote, legal. Yeah, that's a practice that allows a third party to collect voters' quote completed ballots to win close elections. We need to close the gap on quote pre-election day voting, says Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chair. She said that in a quote promotion video for the new program called Bank Your Vote. So now You've got this situation where Donald Trump has caved. Shame on the Donald. He says it's dishonest, it's vote fraud, but we got to do it. What a disgrace, Donald. But believe it or not, even Carrie Lake now. Carrie Lake has also, quote, thawed on the, quote, mail-in balloting scenario. Quote, well, you know how I feel about mail-in ballots. If this is the game we have to play, if we've got to work, in their, quote, rigged system, then we'll work in their rigged system, Lake said in late May. Shame on these people. They're literally saying we cannot stop criminality in America, so we're going to double down and join the criminality, and they want you to believe that's the moral high road. Shame on Kerry. Shame on the Donald James. I got to disagree with you on that, Sam. I agree with them on this. Uh, this is the thing that why conservatives always lose is Thou because shall we, not steal. We have our principles for stealing, right? We have our principles. No, I'm not advocating for stealing. But what I'm saying to you is the the other side is going to do that. The other side is going to do that. Is we steal know the they're going to do that. We have our principles, right? So we have our principles, and the other side doesn't. And guess who wins every time if you go into a battle against an unprincipled group of people versus a, a group of people who are going to play by the rules? You're going to lose every time. That's why conservatives have lost every major battle uh, going back at least into the 50s and, and probably you much, will never, much longer than that. You will never garner favor with God or man or honesty or integrity. You'll never hold the moral high ground if you cave to those principles 
It's well, you're not like raping. It's like raping the enemy in war, uh, or it's like uh, you know these uh, tactics of abuse. Um, you know, to waterboard and everything else to try to get to the bottom of it. You're not going to gain ground that way, James. Well, you're not. You're not betraying your principles to understand that the other side is going to stuff the ballot boxes. Now, uh, and in these swing states where the race is so close, according to the official numbers, now what the real numbers are, we'll never know. But according to the official numbers, Trump's within a fingernail of of winning these states. Uh, And what's going on? So the, the Democrats are going around to these, whether it be black churches. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards, Sam Bushman, in an interview, we had Internet troubles. James got chopped off right there. Uh, I'm on the road today doing the bridges, but carrying these interviews because they're so critical. Now, I'm kind of playing the devil's advocate a little bit with James there saying, look, uh, you know, you're just uh, losing the moral high ground. And to some degree, there's a valid point to be made about that. There's also an equal, if not even more valuable point that James is bringing up, which is that, you know what? We have got to play by the rules that we find ourselves in. And even though we don't like the rules, even though we want to change the rules, even though we think the rules are wrong, the problem is how the rules came about. And us as a society letting those rules become the order of the day. The problem isn't saying we're going to play by them now. The problem is how did we get there? It reminds me of Social Security. I'm against Social Security 100%. But you know what? I paid into it now for 40 years. And you know what? At some point, I should get my due. At some point, I have a right to get some of my money back. At some point, I have a right to use the system uh, that they've taken from me. I was born into it. I didn't have a choice to vote Social Security in or not. I just became a working age, and they started stealing my money. So for me to get some of my money back, is it stealing? I don't think so. It's Robin Hood-esque, if you will say. So you got to look at it sometimes in uh, relation to where we are and what society has done. And what options do we have? And how do we solve these problems going forward in productive, incremental ways? I know everybody wants a Hail Mary. Let's just shut down electric fraud 100%. Let's go ahead and go back to the Ten Commandments. Let's go ahead and back, uh, you know, back the Bill of Rights. Let's go ahead and apply the supreme law of the land liberally. Let's go ahead and you know, jettison all things that are ungodly, that are against family. Let's just do it all the way. You know, that Hail Mary plan is a wonderful one, and I would love nothing more. But it isn't a real plan. The real plan is to say, all right, where are we now? How do we slowly but surely adjust our course to bring us back on track? We're a far field. But you know what? Good, honest, hardworking Americans who believe in God, family, country can bring us back. Right? So James has a very valid point. I highlight that point, playing the devil's advocate to make a point, which is, folks, we cannot just throw in with evil. I'm right. However, James is right on the solutions. We've got to work within the system that we're given or that we currently have, and we've got to slowly but surely try to right the wreckage. In other words, we've got to right the ship, and it's not an easy task. You know what? If a ship is about to go under, you got to bail out water. you got to go ahead and make sure that it's, that it's not tipping. you got to go ahead and make sure that we can move closer to shore as we go. you got to make sure that People have life jackets in case somebody's overboard. There's a lot of things that can be done incrementally along the way to improve the situation. Is our situation dire? Yes, it is. It's grim. It's rough. Is it unsolvable? Not for a God-fearing, 
liberty-loving American people, it's not. We can absolutely do this. I don't want you to go negative on me, but it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of coordination. It's going to take a lot of patience. It's going to take a lot of determination. It's going to take Americans finding at first a civility discussion. And then after the civility discussion begins, eventually it's going to take some degree of unity, ladies and gentlemen. Unity on the basis of the values of God, family, and country. Quick pause. We'll continue. This James Edwards interview is riveting, and you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Russia is accusing the head of the Wagner mercenary group of inciting a, quote, armed mutiny. The country's National Anti-Terrorism Committee opened a criminal case against the mercenary boss just hours after he criticized Russia for lying about the war in Ukraine. On Friday, he claimed a huge number of his troops fighting in Ukraine were killed by Russian forces and threatened to start a rebellion. He also placed blame on Russia's defense minister for starting the country's war with Ukraine. I'm Brian Shook. The White House is keeping a close eye on the situation. A National Security Council spokesman said last night that President Biden has been briefed. A top-secret military acoustic detection system heard what the U.S. Navy suspects was the implosion of the Titan submersible. A defense official says the Navy began listening for the Titan almost as soon as it lost communications with its mothership on the surface. The Navy so far is not disclosing when they made the detection. All five passengers on the Titan likely died instantaneously. Special Counsel Jack Smith is asking for a delay in the start of the trial of former President Donald Trump relating to how he handled classified documents. Trump has pleaded not guilty to 37 criminal counts. A tentative trial date is set for August, although a request has been filed to delay the trial until December. A temporary six-lane structure of Interstate 95 in the Northeast opens ahead of schedule after a huge fire caused part of the roadway to collapse in Philadelphia. Folks who use I-95 through Philadelphia thrilled to hear a temporary roadway is back up and running after that massive fire collapsed a section of the highway two weeks ago. Sadly, the driver of the truck was killed. This news is especially important for truckers transporting food to your local grocery store. Correspondent Laura Winters with our report. This is USA News. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code STRONG for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code STRONG for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code STRONG. 
All right. Sam Bushman on the road, ladies and gentlemen, having a fantastic time. Hoping you are as well. Oh, we're approaching the 4th of July, one of my favorite holidays of the world. Speaking of James Edwards telling you it's his birthday the next day, 43 years old for him. My birthday's coming up on the 4th of July. I'll be 56 years old as well. So, man, we're having a lot of birthdays. We're having a lot of fun as we restore the republic. It's a lot of hard work. But you know what? We the people, under God Almighty, are absolutely up for the challenge, don't you know? Uh, So I'm in the middle of this interview with James Edwards that I'm playing back because we had Internet issues uh, the day we uh, aired the show the first place on Wednesday. Uh, But here's Sam and James in this riveting conversation. We're discussing this Donald Trump and Kerry Lake think they got to commit election fraud. Because uh, the enemy is doing that, and therefore, until they gain power, uh, they got to go ahead and stoop to the low. James Edwards with me, thepoliticalsuspool.org. James completely disagrees uh, with my assessment of that. James feels like, hey, we've got to do something. We lose every time if we, um, you know, do what we've done. And and I say that because I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, put my side of the discussion into James's mouth. I'm trying to fairly articulate. Look, I'm saying the moral high ground is to do what's right. Uh, James is saying, look, we're forced to play by their rules. James? Yeah, I mean, uh, and of course, while we were having that important conversation, George Soros such, uh, shuts us down for about five minutes. So I don't know exactly where we were uh, when when we cut off. But just to, a quick recap, and then we'll move forward. So basically, I mean, yeah, I agree with you in so much as, look, anybody can get up and go vote. All right? There's no... They they call this like a suppression of the vote. Uh, in uh, the Democrats say Republicans are out to disenfranchise blacks and sup- other support groups of the regime by making them actually have to do the unfathomable and unthinkable thing of driving to the polls and voting on election day. Uh, I think that. And by the way, if you have long lines, just create more precincts. I mean, that problem solved. You know, every neighborhood can have a precinct as far as that goes. Uh, you can make more precincts, and that, that shuts down the line. That used ridiculous. to be the American way, sir. Well, and that's what I would want it to be again. But what I want and what, what it is are two different things. And so this is what I'm saying. We have to go with what, with, with what they're doing. But let, let, let me completely develop the thought here. Um, you've got Election Day. And I relish and savor my opportunity to vote on Election Day. I've never early voted. I've never, I've certainly never done a mail-in ballot or any of, any of that stuff. Voting on Election Day, and with rare, rare, rare exception uh, for military absentee ballots, um, maybe for expats you have to mail that in, mail-in ballots for people who are genuinely too ill or too disabled to go and vote, all right, on case-by-case basis. That should be how you vote. You vote in person on election day you mail it in with a rare exception but this whole thing now where you've got a month of early voting and everybody going around in the democratic party stuffing ballot boxes uh going and harvesting votes and i i you know there's nothing necessarily illegal about that but the only problem is you don't know if these mail-in ballots are legitimate and and i was talking about black churches now this is something that goes on they go in and they harvest the votes uh, and I say, if that's the way the game is played, you've got two citizens, people with no power, whether or not he should have done more when he had power, that's a totally different conversation. But Kerry Lake and Donald Trump, they're seeing this. And they're seeing that, and the data shows, that our people, and I include myself in this, I like to vote on Election Day. 
Well, what happens if on election day you wake up sick, you get busy, the lines are long, weather's bad? Well, then you just decide, well, I'm just going to skip voting this year. And I think that happens in a lot of these races. Donald Trump was very, very close to winning, even by the official count, whether the official count was the actual count. That's, you know, we'll never know. Uh, But I think it's close enough to where a few extra votes matter. We know that they matter. We know that even in 2016, he was winning states like uh, Michigan by a few thousand votes. I mean, this is 0% difference uh, between him and Hillary. So it's razor thin. And and they're looking at this and they're saying, we need to get our votes in however we can get them in. This is the way the game is played. And we have our principles. We have the way we want things to be. Uh, but if you if you... If you're principled and you're fighting a battle against unprincipled people, guess what? You, you lose every time, and our people have lost every time for 50 to 100 years. And if um, ensuring that you get the maximum amount of vote out of your constituency that you can, I, I think that's that's something that should be considered. All so right, I James, think that what let they're me, saying let me is throw realistic. a fly in the ointment for the narrative. Here's the deal. You're assuming that the Donald Trump Republican cabal, the right-wing portion of the deep state so pat buchanan taught that the left and the right wings are of the same bird of prey it's really a uniparty uh, and the republicans have been committing election fraud as long as the democrats the republicans have pretended they're not committing election fraud and the democrats pretended they're not committing election fraud now the democrats are blatantly admitting over the last several years yeah we commit fraud absolutely and the republicans started out by saying we're not going to commit that same fraud but they lied They just stabbed you in the back while they committed the fraud instead of laughing in your face while committing the fraud. The only difference now is the Republicans are now admitting they're going to commit fraud, too. Well, now we're really getting somewhere, Sam, because now you're you're, you're stabbing at something that uh, I've already completely embraced, and that is a post-America, a post-American reality. I don't think we're going to vote our way out of this before the uh, practical purpose of having this conversation with regards to what Donald Trump and Kerry Lake are saying about mail-in ballots, I say, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You get to the maximum yeah, amount we're of the mail-in distraction. ballots and ballot harvesting together, though. In other words, huh? all kinds of ways to commit fraud. They're just basically putting on the table, we're going to commit fraud, too. Well, and Not I, only I, that, I, we've done it forever, but we're going to now put it in your face. I don't think that necessarily going and getting, you know, encourage, this is what they call ballot harvesting, encouraging registered voters to vote is I- illegal. Now, if you're making up ballots and you're sending them in and i think that that has been done that's a totally different story but as far as going in the neighborhoods going into churches saying don't forget to vote if you can't go vote if you're too lazy you want to just sign this mail-in ballot right here we'll take it to the post office for you and that's of course what the democrats are do you know have done and so but that, I, but here's I say the thing. that's criminal let me tell you why that's criminal and i know it's legal but that doesn't make it right because you can't guarantee the custody of ballots that way james I agree 100%. Listen, I, I, we are in no disagreement whatsoever in terms of mail-in balloting should be off the table. It should not be allowed except for in the extreme circumstances where you've got a legitimate doctor's note saying this guy, this paraplegic, he's not going to be able to drive down to the voting place. He doesn't have anybody who can take him. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Rare exceptions on a case-by-case medically certified basis or you're in the military. Something like that. You're overseas working all right that's it but so i agree with you it should not be allowed early voting should not be allowed and if you say well the lines will be too long we can't be expected to wait you know 20 minutes to vote but then give us more precincts i i I agree election day uh paper ballots all of that were on the same page but that is not the way it's done the way we want it to be done and the way it is being done two totally different realities and if it's being done this way i think you are stupid uh to not you sam but i'm i think the 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 opposition yeah the viewpoint if you will 
are, is, is stupid to say, well, we're going to let them do this and have this advantage, but we're not going to do it. It just doesn't make any sense. If you have, if you really think that elections matter and, and, and you're going to win, you need to give yourself every chance to win. You need to be doing what the opposition is doing. That's what I'm saying in this case. But ultimately, I think we're way beyond voting ourselves out of this mess. I'm already let me Let me give you the example that I, that I think is relevant here. You know, the, the Republicans for a long time said, hey, we don't want sex education in the government schools. And then they said, well, wait a minute. Let's, if we're going to have sex education in government schools, we've capitulated the argument. If we're going to have sex education in the government schools, let's have abstinence-only teaching also. And so now you've got this huge money grab for sex education. A big enough piece of it is for abstinence-only now to where it's impossible to get ourselves out of government school sex education because even the, quote, abstinence-only people advocate for making sure they don't lose that money. And the same thing's happening here. It's don't ask, don't tell all over again. First, the Republicans said, no, we're not doing that. That's crazy. That promotes gays in the military by secret. Then the 20 years later, the liberals and the you know said, hey, let's promote gays in your face. And then the Republicans are like, oh, no, let's stick with don't ask, don't tell. By golly, that's the only way to go. That's right. See, we lose every argument by this viewpoint, James. I agree. Listen, and I, so, I agree. Yes, we lose an election cycle if we don't, if we don't cheat. That's right. But we eventually have America wake up to the awful state that they're in by that, and they realize either the country's done, and we got to do something different, or we get a handle on doing it right. One of the well, two. The, co- the country is done. But if you do done. what this is happening, it just basically continues this scenario, right? Country's done, and the sooner people realize that, the sooner we can get to real solutions. But in the meantime, while we're still playing the the, the vote for the lesser of two evils game, if you, if, I'm just saying, if you want to win elections, you got to do what the other side's doing. Uh, and All right, so yeah, let me I mean, ask you this. The, the Republicans should this. have never capitulated on the, the, the mail-in balloting. They used COVID as the excuse. Now it's here to stay. And they've done that for every issue, as you just mentioned. That's I, right. I get all of that. We don't disagree. But I'm just saying you're going to lose every time if you allow them to stuff the ballots. You're not going out and trying to get all of your votes. So do we, for, do we focus on not allowing them to stuff the ballots or do we focus on our own ballot stuffing? Now, that's a good question. Well, I'll take either one. I'll take either one. But do it. But but yeah. allowing them to. I'll take either one. I mean, either one. If if I'm a Republican, but the second which you I'm not. start ballot stuffing yourself, now you'll never get rid of it because you're as guilty as the next guy. Well, and the thing is, they're always going to have more people because third world immigration right. is basically a democratic uh, voter that's fundraising right. drive. So it's, even it's if be you a start ballots, thing. you're guaranteed over time to lose. It's not a winning. Well, strategy. that wasn't part of the conversation, be. though. That wasn't part of the, the conversation. Wasn't we should should we stop it or not? The conversation was should we continue to let them run up the totals and lose, exactly. or should Go we try to get our votes ourselves? Yeah. So now Donald wants to ballot stuff. He wants to do ballot harvesting, and he also wants to do vote by mail. Are you going to help him campaign on that agenda? No, cause I'm, I'm post-American. I don't think we're going to vote our way out of it. I'm just looking. If All I'm right, a Republican Carrie, strategist. Carrie Lake is ready to help Donald make that case to the American people, and I reject both of their narratives. Well, they should certainly, the, the, the argument should be for doing away with mail-in balloting and early voting and all of this other stuff, as, as we've already established. But, yes. again, to repeat for the third time, if, you're gonna, if the other side's going to do it and you're not doing it, guess who wins? You're probably going to lose anyway because there's voter fraud. There's all kinds of things going on against you. But to further dig the hole by allowing them this huge advantage, Republicans win Election Day uh, uh, counts even by the, the numbers we're given. And then, of Why course, we're losing. Why don't we just have AI losing. vote for us, James? AI can uh, already tell probably... <laughs> us who's supposed to win and not. Just let AI vote, right? That's probably coming. But it, before that happens, 
again, you look at a lot of these swing states, you look at a lot of these hotly contested races, the Republicans win the Election Day vote. They lose the mail-in votes. Once those mail-in ballots come in, and, and this is another thing I don't understand. Why do they wait until after Election Day to count the mail-in ballots? The mail-in ballots are already in. Why don't they count them before? Do they all get delivered on Election Day? I mean, these people are voting for weeks and even months in some cases before the election. Uh, but uh, we, we don't know what's going on with those mail-in ballots until we see what they need, they need to tell us uh, or until we see what the deficit is and how much they need to overcome. But in any event, uh, Republicans win Election Day voting, and uh, the Democrats seem to get over the hump in a lot of these cases with the mail-in balloting. So uh, if, you're not, if you're not trying to get a few of those mail-ins uh, yourself, well, we, we've already seen the last couple of cycles how this turns All out. All right. The strategy, ladies and gentlemen, going forward from – Everyone in government that has any possibility of getting elected is, let's see who's the better fraudster. The better fraudster wins. Therefore, now we'll all become libertarians because, you know, what's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? Uh, usually they say a few vote cycles, James. So now we're going to become <laughs> anarchists, all of us. Well, I'm certainly uh, in favor of doing something different because what we've been doing hasn't been uh, effective. And, you're not, again, you're not going to vote your way out of this. But I, I, I wanted to Understood. say this with, regard to elect- with regards to election fraud. Uh, Fox News is totally in the tank now for for the system narrative. I mean, after they got served that seven hundred eighty million dollar judgment, uh, Donald Trump was on with Brett Baer, and you couldn't have uh, distinguished Brett. Why Bayer would Donald Wolf- be on with Brett, not us? By the way, uh, you couldn't distinguish Brett Baer of Fox News from Jake Tapper of CNN, uh, uh, getting in his face saying, "You lost the election, sir." You know all of this stuff because Fox is scared. You know what? Let's uh, to. Uh, <laughs> to have another lawsuit laid against them, but they would certainly shut up about that, and uh, they're they're reporting on it all is the, is the same as the rest. Uh, but I hey, listen. You you can say what you will about Trump, but this guy uh, he he just he, he keeps taking his lickings. He's getting indicted and arrested up and down the eastern seaboard. Comes out of that court in Atlanta. Or excuse me, not he's going to be indicted in Atlanta next. Comes out of that court in Miami. Has an impromptu. Uh, rallies still going on Fox saying, "Hey, listen, th- th- this election, I'm not so sure about it." And then he, only to hear the Fox News host now sounding like CNN and MSNBC. It was interesting. Yeah, and Donald said he was going to literally shut down the New York Times and CNN, but he's lost all of his lawsuits, and now they're his favorite place to go, right? Well, that was another thing we talked about this last week. I mean, uh, for all the talk about from the left about protecting democracy when has a radical left-wing initiative ever been voted on by the general public especially on a state-by-state or you know when when the state government ever ever approved a lot of this stuff and it's all done always always done through legislating through the bench whether it be circuit judges or the supreme court that's the way the democrats do it and that's the way the republicans don't stand up they let that happen proof in the pudding is this Hunter Biden now avoids prison under a deal with federal prosecutors appointed by Trump, mind you. Hunter agreed to plead misdemeanor or uh, agreed to plead guilty to misdemeanor accounts on his taxes. And they said they wouldn't really deal with a gun charge. And all he's going to get is probation now. Hunter's off the hook uh, based on a, quote, Trump approved judge. Well, that was another thing, if you will. That was another thing. Well, again, justice is served again, but 
this was brought up by Brett Bayer in that interview that I just mentioned. Uh, you filed all of these lawsuits. You lost all of your lawsuits. In many cases, these were judges that you appointed. Well, that means nothing, of course, just because, I mean, you would think, okay, well, the, you, this guy's going to be beholden to Trump. But no, he, it, these judges know where who, who they answer to, and it's not Trump. It's not a former president, or even if he was still the president. Uh, it's the system. And uh, the, these uh, judges don't want to be called out. Uh, they don't want the media coming after them. They don't want to be facing crippling lawsuits or imprisonment for uh, doing something honorable. So they're going to go along. They know how they're supposed to rule, and that's how they rule. The fact that Trump appointed some of these guys, that means nothing. It means nothing uh, to whether or not their judgments were, were valid. What if I had put in James Edwards to the court? Would James uh, let or work out a deal with Hunter? Oh, no, I would do. You know, listen. This is the thing where I, 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 I distance my not distance. Uh, I guess just have a little area of disagreement from from a lot of the, uh, a lot of my friends out there in in terms of well, we would, uh, we would we would stick to our principles. Uh, we would uh, we would be for freedom of speech. You know, we would uh, always adhere uh, to the letter of the law, and there would be no interpretation of our political beliefs in our judgment. Now, I, I think uh, th there needs to be a reckoning. And if our side ever got power, I, I would be entirely in favor of complete and obtuse, unequivocal censorship of a lot of the things that the left is doing. There's just And I agree. Not, and we'll get into some of those, by the way, next hour, because your point's well taken. They always say there's no room in society for racism, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. With this, it's another yeah, there is. If somebody term. wants to be a racist, that's their thoughts, their heart, their beliefs. They can think that all day long if they want well, to. Well, but but you, you're talking about the legitimate definition, or, or I mean, and again, it was still a made-up word that didn't even enter into the dictionary until about a hundred years ago. But uh, but what we're talking about is it's a catch-all term to stifle the debate and dissent. But they always hear it. There's no room in society for, for race. But if you want to think you're above somebody or better than somebody or you don't want to serve somebody or you know, you have your right, your conscience is right or wrong as you may be on the facts, James. Well, I agree with all of that, too. But there, there truly is no room in society for child gender mutilation and, and all of well, this and stuff. And that's I mean, this the is line the we're drawing. That's you, the point. When is it a belief that you have the right to that's harming no one versus when is it's actions that are criminal, right? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you, you're an extremist if you are a Christian. You're an extremist now. What is an extremist? You're an extremist now uh, if you believe that there's two two God-ordained, uh, you know, a marriage is a God-ordained union between a man and a woman. You're an extremist if you believe that there are two two genders, male and female, he made them. Uh, you're an extremist if you don't hate your ancestors, uh, if, if you're white. You're an extremist for this, that, and the other. But you're not an extremist. You're totally mainstream and obviously uh, uh, completely scientifically validated if you believe that uh, you can change your sex like you change your clothes, that you can wake up one day, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. Oh, that, you're, you're, you're in a mainstream then. You're, 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 you're with it. Uh, so yeah, this just this is it. And so if I if I, you were asking if I was a judge, if I was a judge, I would do exactly what the the enemy has done. I would I would punish the people um, uh, who who try to carry these beliefs into society exactly as they've tried to punish us. I, I think that's just the way it has to be. Uh, so I, I wish I could say you know if if uh, I came up, I'm all for freedom of speech and. Uh, this is a guy who's carrying out child gender mutilations, and um, he deserves to have his voice heard, and so on and so forth. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I think that's that, that's another reason why we lose. That the left plays to win, the left plays to take us out. Uh, our side plays to uh, satisfy and appease everybody, and uh, we've seen what's happened with that.
I agree with James Edwards that, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we don't need to appease every view. Every view is not equal. God's laws and God's views and moral principles uh, trump immorality every time. And so, you know what, if you want to mutilate a little child's body, you want to murder a little baby, you want to, okay, those things are criminal, ladies and gentlemen, and we should prosecute to the full extent of the law with Hunter Biden. You know what? If you want to change the tax code, go ahead and change it. But in the meantime, Hunter Biden violated very serious laws, slapping him on the wrist, as is done in the two-tier justice system, uh, is the disgrace. And Republicans will whine about it, but they won't do anything. They'll just complain. They'll be like, oh, that was unfair. That was horrible. But in the end of the day, they won't do anything. Okay, They won't do anything at all. And that is the quintessential problem. What James is saying is he would take care of business. He would go ahead and say, look, we're not going to tolerate that, Hunter. You're out of control. We're going to prosecute Hunter to the fullest extent of the law. We're going to dig into the international crimes that he committed. For example, Joe Biden is a criminal, ladies and gentlemen. And he and his son, Biden, I mean, Hunter, both took $5 million in illegal bribes. Instead of Biden being in a jail cell rotting where he belongs, the guy's just running around kicking back, putting his feet up in the Oval Office, James. This is kind of what we're talking about. It's flat-out criminal treasonous behavior, and the Republicans will do nothing, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, th- that that is exactly right. Uh, this is something, and I've mentioned this before, that uh, the great Southern theologian R.L. Dabney noticed about conservatism in the mid-1800s is that it's just a shadow that follows liberalism into perdition. It's just It, it never retards it. It never advances against it. It always just follows it. And then, as, as you were alluding to in a moment ago, just sort of a throwaway comment, uh, whatever the liberal victories of yesterday become the causes that we champion today, like don't ask, don't tell. I mean, they, that, that was something that conservatives were opposed to we didn't want homosexuals in the military whether they told or not but now it's like oh yeah don't ask don't tell that was our idea that's you know or you know this liberal hero of yesterday was our hero whereas you know the you radical transgenderists today are the are, are the bad guys no it's all bad and obviously though the side in power might makes right it, it, it doesn't it's not right but that might makes the law and might makes uh, what society is championing they've captured control of all of the institutions Media is a big one, and we've got to do better. I mean, we've got to learn from the mistakes. I mean, doing the same thing over and over and over. We talk about the definition of insanity. Everybody knows that line. But doing the same things over and over and over isn't going to get us out of this. And we are too far gone. The the, the cultural rot, the rot of America, uh, our, our decline into degeneracy and outright evil is yesterday's tink- – the, the solutions we could have had – 50 years ago, an election here, a court appointment there. We're just too far beyond that, Sam, and I don't know what the answer is going to be, but it's certainly not continuing on uh, voting Republicans and Democrats. I think you're spot on on this, and I bring this up, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I want to be very clear about a little bit of the nuanced differences between James and I. All right? Because we're exposing some very detailed um, political discussions, it seems like we might be on opposite sides, James and Uh, Carrie Lake and Donald Trump are saying, hey, let's commit fraud. They're not saying that at all. And I don't think that Carrie Lake and Donald Trump want to say they're committing election fraud. They just simply say, look, it's a dirty game. It's not the way we'd like it to work. But if that's the way it works, I'll give you an example. Kicking someone in the nuts. You know, in most sports, that's (laughs) off. You can't do that. All right? You can't do that. You can't punch someone in the head or in the face or whatever. Um, 
All they're saying is if that's the rules, we'll play by those rules. So they're not really advocating for fraud, and I don't want to indicate that they are. I guess what I'm saying is it's a very slippery slope. James is not by any stretch of the imagination saying, hey, fraud's fine. I, I throw in with evil. I don't. No, no. James isn't saying that. What he's simply saying is if the rules are to kick someone in the nuts, then I guess that's how we'll play. Because if I don't, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be out. And, yeah, I'm going to get so kicked the in discussion, <laughs> Right. So the discussion isn't really that black and white, right or wrong, as I'm painting it to be. Okay, folks, what I'm trying to get across is the moral high ground. And you know what? I get that some are saying we've got to play by their rules if those are the rules we've allowed. The problem is us allowing those rules in the first place. The problem is us letting it get to this point. Now, the only discussion left is what's the best way out of this? And Donald's saying, well, elect me. I'll commit fraud better than they will. Or I'll play by the rules better than they will. I'll kick Joe in the nuts before he kicks me in the nuts. Kind of thing, right? Um, James is saying, look, forget all that stuff. Now that we've literally lost the battle because we've allowed all this to be the rules, there's no fair fight. The only way now is to go a different way, to create our own, whatever you want to call it, fight, battle, with our own rules, with our own circumstances, with our own systems that are fair and honest and true and right and Christian. That's what James is saying. I'll let James respond in a second. I don't mean to put words in his mouth. And I agree with what James is saying. We've got to build new institutions that don't have this what survival of the fittest lowest common denominator and that's what james is really saying that's the world we're in we're either going to play there or we're going to create our own institutions is that really what you're saying james yeah i think we're on the same page i think we're on the same page i think we agree with uh, what we would have society look like and how we would have these things run if we were in control and had the chance to have a clean slate and make things right. But uh, I'm just looking at the way things are, and I'm looking at if you think that voting is, is still a way that we can enact some positive change, you're tying your hands behind your back to not get every vote in you can. You're already going to be running up against the, the specter or the, 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 the threat of vote fraud uh, and to allow them to pack in this huge advantage before Election Day, as they are doing with the mail-in ballots and all, everything else. Uh, it just, uh, yeah, if you're not going to get rid of it, you better start playing that way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next hour we talk about John Durham testifying before Congress. Absolutely worthless. Roads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for June 24th in the year of our Lord, 2020. 
This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio, in the traditions of our founding fathers. You know, we're having a two-hour incredible Bonanza radio interview with our dear friend, James Edwards, of the politicalcesspool.org radio program. We're talking about a lot of fascinating topics, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to be very clear, James is a dear friend. We've been attacked in the media relentlessly, trying to divide us, trying to claim there were things we're not. We will stand tall for liberty. We'll stand tall as dear friends, and we will not let them uh, destroy all that we hold dear. We will not back away. We will not equivocate. We will not uh, apologize. We will stand tall for God, family, and country, and all the principles that we believe in. That is who we are and what we intend to do, my fellow Americans. Look, liberty matters. All right, here's the continued interview with my dear friend, James Edwards of The Political Cesspool. Uh, And John Durham uh, testifying right now uh, about his report. I think it's an absolute waste of time. Political theater just absolutely completely bogus. Nothing will happen. Da-da-da-da-da as the deep state protects itself and runs theater for the American people. Yeah, there's that, Sam, and I was still caught up on something that I heard during the top of the hour news break just a moment ago, which ties into all of this and plus what we were talking about in the first hour. I mean, you just had just it was just announced that a district judge in Arkansas found that an Arkansas prohibition against sex change procedures, whether it be puberty blockers or surgery or whatever, the whole the whole panoply. District judge in Arkansas finds that Arkansas prohibition on sex change procedures on children under the age of 18 is unconstitutional. So here again, here again, you've got that the people of the state of Arkansas didn't want this in their state. The state legislature in Arkansas didn't want this in their state. And here you have one district judge, though, who knows better than the entirety of the citizenry of Arkansas, who knows better than the state legislature. We're going to allow it. It's unconstitutional for you not to allow it. I've read the Constitution from open to close. I don't see anything in there where uh, a minor who doesn't even have the ability to choose what they want to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you, you can't let a kid decide what they want to eat. They eat candy nonstop, but they can decide whether or not uh, what their gender is and whether they want to mutilate and castrate themselves and sterilize themselves for life. Are they, it's unconstitutional for them not to have that so-called right. Well, this is it, Sam. I mean, one judge just upended the entire state of Arkansas's uh, law on this. How do you win? What future is there for our people under this system? There's not. That's the problem. And until that gets changed, and that's my point by last hour when we talked about Hey, a lot of these things happened uh, by Donald Trump appointed judges. It doesn't matter who you appoint to the system, folks. The system is broken. If, if the system, look, if you if, if this judge stands up, he will be absolutely slaughtered. Look at Clarence Thomas to make part of the point. But these judges uh, are in positions where they almost have no choice but to rule with just psychosis or they'll absolutely be destroyed. And that's happening to people's careers. That's happening in politics. It's happening to judges. In other words, situations that are supposed to be nonpartisan or above politics, if you will. But in addition to this federal judge in Arkansas striking down the state's law forbidding medical treatments for children seeking, and uh, teenagers, I say, seeking these, quote, they call them gender transitions, but that's the lie. 
We should say body mutilations instead of gender transitions. See how they create these smooth words for this stuff, folks? But pair that with the latest AMA, American Medical Association headline that says this, doctor's group, that's the AMA, um, claims that chemicals that relate to body, chemicals and body mutilations are, quote, medically necessary. Yeah, the AMA jumps in fight on the side of the transgender ideologies. WND.com with that story. You pair those together, we're getting our heads handed to us at every level, James. That's right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Sam, because that's a great point, too. So, obviously, our media is criminally corrupt, but our, our courts, you say, well, this is the law, this isn't the law. Where, there's a constitutional law that says that there's something, the, the founding fathers put it in the Constitution that the kids ought to have the right to do this. I mean, it's completely made up. Completely made up. So the the legal system is criminally corrupt, and and the scientific community is criminally and corrupt. Let's be very sci- clear. When when we say that it violates the Constitution, that's a lie. The Constitution, just for for sake of education. Sorry to derail for a second. No, James, please, but I please want to make do. this very clear. The general Constitution, or the Constitution for the United States of America, is designed to chain down people at the federal level. It is designed to create a list of here's what you're allowed to do. And we're going to separate that list of here's what you're allowed to do is into three branches so that nobody gets confused, so that you've got checks and balances, so that no one gets too much power. We're going to chain you down with the Constitution. Look, you know what? Executive branch, here's what you can do. Here's your list. Legislative branch, here's what you can do. Here's your list. Judicial branch, here's what you can do, and here's your list. And by the way, via then the Bill of Rights, um, anything that's not specifically defined in that narrow scope of the supreme law of the land on the federal level is left to the states and to the people respectively. Now, to make that contract more clear, there's a designated authority to the general government that's very limited and defined by the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. Every state has its own constitution documenting the contract with the dual sovereign, the federal level, the limited scope of the Constitution, the state level, the scope of the Constitution per a given state. And that state constitution is, again, a separate contract from the general constitution. We, the people, have two contracts. They derive their just power from the consent of the governed. You tell me where in the general constitution designed to chain down the federal government that it says a state can't stand up for morality and say you can't mutilate children's bodies. You can't literally um, destroy with a knife or whatever you want to call it, a scalpel, their sexual organs. You can't do that. That is criminal. We're not doing that in this state. Where does it say in either the state constitution, giving the state authority by the consent of the government, the contract, or the general government, the dual sovereignties? This is absolutely, as James said, psychotic and made up. And I've just given you the backstory from a constitutional scholar perspective, ladies and gentlemen. You show me different. And all they'll point to is, oh, the supremacy clause lets the government do anything they want. They lie. The supremacy clause doesn't say that at all, James. Well, that's a, that's a great backgrounder on the Constitution, but to, to, to suggest that the Constitution had this safeguard in it for kids to do that, you're talking about kids b- below 18 who don't who, who aren't fully developed. I'm not talking about just a 16, 17-year-old. You're talking about you know, 10, 11-year-olds. They had a show on TLC, I Am Jazz, that documented the so-called gender transition of this very, very young child, sick Sick, sick, and depraved and evil. Uh, you, a doctor mutilating a, a healthy body. 
uh, because they think something. I mean, they, they, they what they thinking, what they're thinking. Now that is a is is a mental illness. That that's a cause for for true care. But uh, what these doctors are doing, criminal. But anyway, we know that. But here's the thing: you were mentioning the AMA, the American Medical Association. We know that the courts and the media and all of these other institutions are criminally corrupt. Academia, of course, uh, but even the scientific community now there is no, no governing body that we have in terms of the institutions that control our society are anchored or tethered to any semblance of truth, and and, and you can't count on doctors. You can't count on the on the medical, uh, uh, the um, uh, the medical associations. Because they have trimmed their cells to fit in with whatever the narrative is at that moment. Uh, of course, you know, going back to the 70s, for instance, the 1970s, the American Psychiatric Association said that homosexuality itself was a mental illness. And now we've pro- progressed. This and by the way, I think they were correct. This is what progress is, though, Sam. You've gone from that. Uh, anytime you hear the word progress, something's getting progressively worse. We have progressed now from that position to you're an extremist if you don't believe that children should have the right to come in and do this. And, of course, there are more than two genders, male and female. There are an infinite amount of genders, and, and, and the genders can be fluid. You can be something one day, uh, and next year you be something totally different. And now I'm not just talking about male and female uh, because, obviously, there are so many more than just two genders, and you can – transfer from one to the other based upon how you're feeling at, at that time in your life. But this is something that now these <laughs> the, the biggest medical uh, organizations are saying is backed by medical science. And we saw that, too, going back with the George Floyd protest. And we saw that with COVID. That's exactly. See, this is it. That's, you, you, you rang my bell. You're reading my mind. We saw this back during the, well, they called them protests, the George Floyd riots, true insurrections. True insurrections when you're burning down cities and things like that. But they were saying at that time, this was in 2020, of course, that Donald Trump should be obviously dismissed because he's having these rallies during the election year of 2020. And uh, these are super spreader events. All of these people and not wearing masks and not within beyond six feet of one another. They, you know, this is a danger to the public health. This is a just, just terrible. And then you have all of these George Floyd people who would get together for their, whatever you want to call it, uh, and they're just shoulder to shoulder like sardines, tens of thousands of them. And, and, they, and, 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 and not only did the media not bring it up that that was a super spreader event, you had medical associations. You had prominent doctors saying it could not spread at those events. And, and and not at, at all were they tripped up or embarrassed by the hypocrisy to say that at once, simultaneously, Donald Trump rallies were super spreader events, but these riots, uh, it couldn't spread there. You know, really very little threat that it would spread Well, there. you're right about this. And let me tell you what's going on right this very second, by the way, that I find fascinating to the point you made, James. I don't know if you know this right now, but the House Oversight Committee they call it a select subcommittee of that oversight house committee, uh, is having hearings on the coronavirus pandemic right now. Okay, they're holding a hearing right now. They call it churches versus casinos. Hey, can you skip the break? They're calling this churches versus casinos, and they say this, the Constitution is not suspended in times of crisis. Now, I appreciate the House talking about this now, but boy, how do you, are they a day late and a dollar short? 
You think there's going to be any repercussions? They're going to be like, oh, man, that was really bad. We were really horrible. We won't do it again. Next. Move along. Nothing here. They, where were these Republican folks in the House while the criminal activity was occurring on this? But think about that. Churches versus casinos. It should say church versus lap dances. Nevertheless, uh, that's the, what we face here. The criminality is on full display. You want to go to church? Oh, no. You want to go ahead and go to a bar and have a lap dance? Absolutely. Okay, this is, a, I mean, it, you couldn't get a better quintessential hearing right now to highlight the problem. There you go, James. Well, how do you think it's going to turn out? They're going to have a, oh, man, we told you so. This was horrible. The Constitution has been violated. This is really bad. we got to put rules in place to never do it again, and then we'll move along. It's kind of like the IRS hearings in the in the mid-'90s. You know, the Republicans were like, oh, my gosh, the IRS is so horrible. People were covering their faces and talking. Uh, they had, you know, manipulations of their voice and stuff so they could tell you how evil the IRS was without repercussions. And and then the lowest learner thing happened 20 years later, and then, you know, hey, a few years later after that, now they're just like, mm, the IRS is really bad, but no one's doing anything about it at all. They're just basically hiring 87,000 more agents with guns. Okay, they're not doing anything. So nothing will happen here. It's just like a... It's kind of like the, um, oh, what's this guy that's testifying? John Durham testifying before uh, Congress. Yeah. Nothing's going to yeah. happen, James. Nothing at all. Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because that Durham report, you know, completely exonerated uh, Trump. And we saw that, too, with Charlottesville. The city of Charlottesville hired an independent investigator. His name was Timothy Heafy, who was a system guy. I mean, he was a guy that had been employed by the Alphabet Soup organizations in in entire life, but they uh, hired him uh, to do an audit of what really happened at Charlottesville. And, of course, in Charlottesville, as everybody knows, all of the the blame for what happened that day were put at the feet of the people who had the permit and the true constitutional right to demonstrate uh, at a public park. Uh, all of all of that was put at their feet, and the Antifa and the the Black Lives Matter uh, terrorists who were there uh, to disrupt the, the 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 rally to keep the Robert E. Lee Monument in place there in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, were you know of course told that the narrative was that they were the good guys. But anyway, the city of Charlottesville hired Timothy Heafy uh, to do a report, and he was one of these very 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 exceedingly almost non-existent rare people who uh, went in, dug up the facts, and gave an honest assessment, and he basically said the, the, the fault wasn't at the, uh, the, the fault wasn't, uh, shouldn't be laid to blame on the people who had the permit, meaning that the people who were called the white supremacists, the white nationalists, so on and so forth, uh, basically weren't the, the cause of the problem that day. And that got memory hold, just as the, the, the Durham report is, isn't going to go anywhere. If it doesn't fit with the system, it's just uh, flushed and uh, thought to have never existed. But that's, that, that, as all facts are, and as all scientific uh, evidence is and medical evidence is, going back to the gender uh, issue. So what can you do? I mean, the Constitution offers no protection. The, comfort, the Constitution does nothing for us when the people who are entrusted to safeguard it are criminally corrupt, as all of our people are. So, yes, I mean, a congressional hearing. Uh, makes you feel good. Oh, they're really trying to get to the bottom of it, but they're not. Amen to that. I'm writing my headline for last hour, by the way, while we're talking that relates to this whole thing, and I think it's it's, it's clear. Look, the Unit Party uh, is uh, basically um, has created the destruction of America, and we've allowed it to go on so long 
that, you know what, we're starting to be uh, concerned that we can never recover. Now, James would say we're already, it's, it's not a concern anymore. We're, we can never recover. I'm afraid he's right. This is a serious, serious, serious problem, ladies and gentlemen. When special counsel John Durham can literally prove in his report that they were criminal. The FBI, the Justice Department, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all went after their political opponent, partially when he was a candidate and partially when he was president of the United States. They could literally document in courts of law that the Republican Party uh, and the Democratic Party and the Justice Department and the FBI, and uh, they all were criminal in bed with the media to go against Donald Trump and favor Biden and then literally run around and commit election fraud on those narratives and then claim that we're nuts because we claim election fraud? Well, while special counsel John Durham literally says we've documented all of it, but John has no accountability in his report. There's no accountability for any of them. When you can literally have a federal judge literally saying, yeah, go ahead and mutilate your little kid, that's fine. The Constitution endorses that. When doctors' groups literally lie scientifically and claim that, hey, gender transitions or body mutilations and hostile chemicals for your your health, that they're legitimately medically necessary. When the House Oversight Committee literally says, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hold earrings on this. Three years later, you know, hey, um, it's unconstitutional, churches versus constitution, or versus um, churches versus uh, casinos. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Folks, they're playing you for suckers. Get a load of this story. The New York State Legislature gave final approval to the legislation that now provides legal protection for New York doctors to prescribe and send abortion pills by mail to states that have outlawed abortions in their states. So if you're a doctor in New York, you can send an abortion pill to Utah, Tennessee, wherever, and a a girl can eat this abortion pill and murder her baby. And the New York legislative body said, hey, we endorse this. This is fine in New York, and we will not cooperate with any other state that wants to do prosecutions against doctors in New York. And it looks like the governor's going to sign it. Folks, this is insanity, the blurring of the checks and balances. Other patients are now receiving death pills in the mail. From overseas, half of the abortions in America are now carried out by murder medication using two government-approved drugs, James. Think about the assault on our young. Think about the supremacy clause for a second. And now you got New York literally protecting their doctors as they murder children across the United States, thumbing their nose at the other states saying, you can't do anything about it at all because we won't cooperate with you. We won't play the game. Um, this is going to be the destruction of America if there ever was one. Because once states start saying, we're not going to cooperate with other states or we're going to force our will on other states, wow, we're done, James. No, well, we are done. And this is what I'm talking about. And this goes back to something that we, we've, we've made mention of before during the conversations about these incredible issues that just defy belief and any form of decency when you went back to the war between the states uh, i submit that the causes our differences now are so much more widespread and so much more serious even than what caused us uh to 
uh, have that four-year conflict. I mean, you, you've got some states now where teachers are not required by law to inform the parents that they are helping these kids get the information they need to so-called transition. So you've got you've got school counselors and school teachers now talking one-on-one with kids about getting them to transition. I mean, that's what we talk about when we talk about grooming. And the parents don't have to be notified at all. I mean, can you imagine that, Sam? And, and I say, what you, you look at what divides us now as a people. I, I have no common ground with that thought process. And if people try to do that to my kids, oh, my God. I, and you have half of America now that's in that camp. You have the other half who, who are the extremists, of course, that want to teach their kids to, to go to church. And maybe it's not the best route for a uh, for a young lady to live her life in a cubicle, uh, chasing a career uh, rather than raising a God-fearing family. I mean, we're the extremists, you know, you see, who believe things like that. But, but there's just those are just a couple of examples. The, the examples are so numerous now and so serious. And I just don't see how you have a union, how you can exist in a union uh, with people who are so radically different. Uh, th- these are not... Well, and that's why my headline, I just finished it, says this. The Uniparty is driving the death nail into our constitutional republic, James. That's what's happening. Yes, absolutely. And so, and but that doesn't mean, look, here's the thing, though. You know, I'm a happy warrior, and uh, I'm eager to, uh, to get out there and mix it up. And I do think that things can turn. Uh, but when they turn, and whatever our eventual salvation may be, and I'm not just talking about, uh, yes, we win in the end when we when we go and we go to heaven and we're with our Lord. I'm not talking about that. I, I don't believe that it's inevitable that we can't turn it around here on earth, all right, and, and, and have something uh, for our people here uh, that is a healthy, functioning society. But it is not going to be, I don't think, uh, the America as we've known it. But that's okay. I mean, as long as our people exist and as long as our faith exists, uh, then we've got a future. If that future may be very different than what we see now in terms of 50 states in, in a so-called union, uh, the, the geographical area we know as the United States. I mean, what comes in the future uh, may look very different than it looks now. Uh, and I would rather I would rather that die. You know, our our ties to this system of government that we're under now. Uh, and the 50 states that make up this country, that can change so long as our people exist, uh, we'll be fine. But I think that that's what the solution is going to have to entail. It's going to be something that looks totally different than what we have now because I I don't think you can reform it from within. And I don't know, Sam, if I want to. I don't know if I I want uh, to be in a union uh, or or under the same government that pushes these kind of sick and degenerate and and very evil and life-changing things on uh, my children and grandchildren. I can keep my children protected to an extent uh, as so long as I'm their parent and uh, they're living with me before they get out of the world. But what's it going to look like for our children and grandchildren when we're not here? You know, we, we've, we've got to do more. Uh, and I don't think doing more means voting harder <laughs> because this system is rigged. I mean, Trump is even saying that now. You've got even Trump saying, I can't get a fair trial. I'm not even going to go. Uh, in the case of the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. Well, and that's the problem New York. that we're facing Ladies and gentlemen, look, they are working on a digital currency right now, James, and Biden is going to introduce Biden bucks. You okay with Biden bucks? I'm not okay with the bucks we've got now as far as it goes. I can't imagine this being any better. 
Sure, it'll be worse as uh, that's what progress is after all. News. I'm Jeremy Scott. Russian forces are reportedly attacking a rebel mercenary group advancing towards Moscow. According to Reuters, military helicopters opened fire on a convoy of Wagner Group soldiers. Russian President Vladimir Putin in a video address says the group is betraying them by taking actions against soldiers in Ukraine and ordered his military to act. We will defend our country and our state from any threats including internal treason. Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin has said there would be retaliation for the alleged deaths of over 2,000 of their fighters at the hands of the Russian military. They claim to have seized control of a major city just across the southern border with Ukraine. A top-secret military acoustic detection system heard what the U.S. Navy suspects was the implosion of the Titan submersible. Aaron Rial reports. According to U.S. defense officials, the Navy began listening for the Titan almost as soon as the submersible lost communication with the mothership on the surface. The discovery played a role in narrowing the search for the vessel. The Navy asked that the specific system used not be named citing national security concerns as it normally is used to detect enemy submarines. Searchers found debris from the submersible roughly 1,600 feet from the bow of that Titanic wreckage. Officials say all five passengers likely suffered an instantaneous death. Special Counsel Jack Smith is asking for a delay in the start of the trial of former President Donald Trump after he pleaded not guilty to 37 criminal counts relating to handling classified documents. A request filed yesterday looks to delay that trial until December. A new report says Americans looking to move into their own home outnumber the available houses by nearly two to one. The report by Zillow says there were about 8 million individuals or families who lived in someone else's home in 2021, and only 3.7 million homes were for rent or sale. This is USA News. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that when combined really keep things moving. I drink it every day and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is Life Change Tea in a Capsule. Drink the tea or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to GetTheTea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's GetTheTea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. Uh, 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk, always at your fingertips. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm still talking to James Edwards in this two-hour incredible interview we did on Wednesday. Internet gremlins got us. Uh, the storms took down the Internet so many times, we didn't air the show on Wednesday, but we're airing it today. So we've got a lot of comments on the submarine or the submersible uh, that went down. There was five that likely died. Uh, and what I find fascinating, I don't trust the story at all, ladies and gentlemen. I don't believe what we're being told. I believe what we're being told is an absolute lie. And I don't know what the facts are in the case, but I do know that I do not trust one bit what we're being told. Why do I say that, you ask? What evidence would I have for that? First off, the government knew full well that they had a huge, strange sound a couple of hours after it submerged. And they say that sound is consistent with the aircraft imploding, or I'm sorry, the um, the submarine imploding. Well, the problem with that is how do they know that, but then they're running around and telling us things like this. Oh, they're going to run out of air within six or 96 hours. And oh, we hope we can find them before they run out of air. Well, they knew that it imploded. They started monitoring and the sounds, and now they start emitting things like this. Well, we don't want to reveal the technology that we used to determine this because uh, it's you know technology normally used to monitor and detect enemy submarines. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're using enemy submarine detection technology when this thing submerges after some strange noises, but then you're telling us, hey, you know what? We hope they don't run out of air. We're going to continue to search for them. And then you come on the back end and say, likely they died in the instant the thing imploded. The story's not adding up, folks. Now, what happens is they say we're conspiracy theorists, and there's big conspiracies around the Titanic. Well, this story where they're going down to view Titanic wreckage, now we're adding conspiracy onto conspiracy. Either it's a crazy web of intentionally spun conspiracy, or there's more here than meets the eye. Well, uh, you're going to hear James Edwards and I talk about it on Wednesday when it was still live and happening. But I want you to know now, we know a lot more now than we knew then. But I want to play what we said then because I think it's just as relevant as it is now. Here's Sam and James to talk about it. Question. You're there, Cam? Did you put start the soundbite? Five-person sub, about the size of a table, and they could fit five people inside it. And it was run by this private company that y you pay. It has a pilot, and it takes up to four passengers. And the passengers don't have to have any sort of training in submarines or anything at all. They have to be able to sit in a confined space for a few hours and climb a ladder and things like that. But other than that, and it's something that millionaires do, it's $250,000. And you go out to sea, and the submarine takes you down, and you drive around the Titanic. Uh, and the submarine is oh, put together. Oh, I have together, read a little bit about this now. Yeah, the submarine is put together by using, like, spare parts, and it's actually piloted by using a PlayStation controller, except not a real PlayStation controller, one of these off-the-market uh, off-brands is what they use to drive it. Well, anyway, 
it went missing two days ago. They had 96 hours worth of air uh, of oxygen on board, and we're on the, the third day now. So I, I, I have been – my wife told me about it last night, and uh, it's just – I mean, obviously it's horrific. It's terrifying. Uh, your heart goes out to, to the people on board, and we don't know if they've been crushed or if they're just at the bottom of the ocean or, or if they were able to come back up and they're floating around somewhere. They're trying to uh, – they're, they're surveying – the Navy's surveying a, a search grid the size of Connecticut, trying to find them, and they've got about uh, you know one day of air left. But uh, anyway, so yeah, you think about something like that, it puts things into perspective, I guess. But um, it's just um, you know things like that are. Yeah, I have read a little bit more about this now that you kind of back into the discussions. Uh, missing Titanic submarine live updates. Uh, they're saying that they're hearing sounds. Yeah. They say noise is detected in search, and um, I guess a Canadian aircraft heard underwater noises in the search area. And um, anyway, I hope they're successful in finding these people. You're right. It's a tragedy. I don't know that I would go on a tourist submarine um, that's controlled by that, though, in the first place. I think technically it doesn't seem sound to me, and the proof is in the pudding. Well, I've read all of the naval experts and submarine experts saying there's no way in the world they would they would have gotten on that thing now of course it's easy to say that after something like this it had been operation for some time i mean this wasn't like it's maiden journey it was put together a couple of years ago and they've done several of these trips apparently but man i mean that is a terrifying way to uh to to end and it's just, but it is fascinating i mean obviously things like this are fat you know whether it's a space shuttle or submarine i mean things like this do captivate the yes, and it and it does demonstrate that hey, you know, a little blips in the radio show doesn't <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter that's... too much in the scheme of things that way. <laughs> Getting back to the practical matter of things, things we've been talking about all uh, morning, uh, talking about uh, things are, are not going our way, <clears throat> court rulings are not going our way, elections are not going our way. Are, are they even being fairly adjudicated? <clears throat> are are these things in fact rigged? Is there any way uh, that truth and Actual justice, not what passes as justice now, can uh, prevail in a society that has gone so far uh, down the wrong trail. Uh, but I would encourage you to remember something that I, I do believe, and that is that as bad as things are, uh, they won't continue this way. <clears throat> so I do believe that this ship can be righted. I think it will take uh, an extraordinary sequence of events. I think that, unfortunately, uh, our people are going to have to suffer a little bit more first. I think that our people are too content. Uh, our people are still too well off. I mean, rare is the man, and I've said this many times, rare is the man who is going to risk being ostracized by society. Rare is the man who is going to risk his social status. Rare is the man who's going to risk his job. And that is not something that is a ridiculous notion. I mean, to, to say you need to go out and risk your job. Not many people are going to do it with you, but you need to go out and be a martyr for your cause. Uh, Sam and I take take risks, obviously, doing this. and A lot of other people do. But I can understand, hey, I go out there, I lose my job because I, I, I say something that offends the delicate sensibilities of somebody at my office. How does that further our cause? How does that help? my family these are real risks these are very high stakes uh it's a very high stakes game it's not a game it's a very high stakes situation 
uh, that people are engaging in. And so I, I understand that. And while people are relatively comfortable, while people are still getting along, and, and you know, society is not very safe now, especially if you live in uh, a major urban center, but you've got food in the refrigerator, your kids are, are, are got a roof over their head. It's tough to, to, to ask a guy who's got all of that to go out and risk everything uh, and, and just roll the dice and see what happens. So I get it. But I think people, so my point is, people will have to suffer more uh, before they're able to risk more. Uh, and we just haven't gotten to that point yet. But I do believe that there is certainly a, a fissure that is very real uh, and very much out there and a volcanic level of discontent that is bubbling up just beneath the surface uh, that is waiting for a spark. Now, what could that spark be? Uh, what, what may it be? Uh, well, it could be an economic collapse. Uh, once all of these people who ha- are so upset, I mean, you've got half of the country at total odds with the other half, about a 50-50 split, the, the, the red states versus the blue states. And now you've got the blue states arresting the president of, of red states, of the red states. You've got, I mean, it's almost, certainly a third world situation you've got where uh, the the new president immediately goes to arrest uh, his his predecessor. I mean, you, who would have ever thought that we'd have gotten to that here, uh, even a few decades ago? There's a lot of things that was going on just a few years ago that that, that would have been unimaginable. Uh, now, but uh, but yes, again, uh, here here we are. So it is going to have uh, something's going to have to change. Uh, and whether it be an economic collapse, uh, whether it be some sort of a, a nuclear war or, 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 or a war, that could be the spark that the people are waiting on. And it's going to take something like that. It's going to take something, I think, quite dramatic uh, for us to uh, to turn the rudder here. But in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, we will continue to do. I, I think something you have to remember is don't go out and do something foolhardy. I know that the media and the government and the powers that be like to lie about people with traditional beliefs, to say that they're extremists, to say that they're dangerous, to say that they're violent. We know that that's not true, uh, and we're not advocating for anybody to, to take any sort of extra-legal ambitions into their heart. Uh, it's a, it, it, it would be a disservice to our cause, and you're going to end up in jail, and that's not going to help you or your family. Uh, so don't let the media goad you into... Don't become the caricature that, that the media would try to uh, claim that you are. Don't, oh, well, I'm ext- I'll show you how extreme I can be. Don't let your frustrations and, and the lack of justice in this society uh, cause you to go out and do something uh, that brings shame to, to you and your family. Always uh, tell the truth in love and with your shoulders squared and your eyes firmly affixed towards the other side. Uh that's the way we should go about uh, fulfilling our business, and the way that Sam uh, Bushman has always done it. I mean, he set a fine example for the rest of us to follow. And uh, I, I look back at this now on, on the cusp of my 43rd birthday, which will be tomorrow, and uh, it's 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 going by very quick. Uh, it's going by very quick. The hands of time certainly spin, and it does seem as though they speed up uh, to a certain extent. And we look back, and uh, where did all that time go? Uh, but let's make what time we do have here on this mortal plane uh, the best uh, that it possibly can be. So there are a lot of threats to the homeland. 
uh, and uh, they're not the pe- the people that they say that they're that are committing them. Uh, it's obviously not exactly that way. Uh, but I would like to remind you now, if if I could, about uh, the new book that we have out. It's still making the rounds. We have a new a review of it up. The Honorable Cause. That that goes back to what we're talking about. We are the good guys here. Let's not uh, let's not be the the enemy in in their narrative. Uh, this is what I was saying. Don't become the caricature. Just because liars say horrible things about us, well, you're going to call me that. I'll show you how bad we can be. Don't do that. They want you to do that. Uh, conduct yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and tell the truth. Uh, but uh, we have a new book out, The Honorable Cause. Uh, if you're interested in the Southern perspective, I think it's one that uh, you'll certainly be interested to, to check out. You can check it out at Amazon.com. Uh, just check The Honorable Cause. But uh, I think if you, if you really want me to tell you what, what I stand for and what uh, what I believe people should, uh, the, the sort of blend and the synthesis uh, that people should be striving for with uh, regards to their activism. Uh, I had a listener of my program uh, say some years ago, uh, and he described it, what we're attempting to do better, than, what I'm attempting to do at least, better than I could have possibly described it myself. And he writes that James and his co-host balance issues of ethno-nationalism, history, politics, and culture with the Christian faith, which makes the whole world come into focus. There is no conservatism without order, no order without structure, no structure uh, without the flesh being in complement with with the soul. And we hear too many preachers today say that faith is all that matters. We have too many nationalists say that our Physical identity is all that matters. And the vast majority of young people today have been trained to believe that neither matters. Uh, well, everybody is searching for an identity. And to us, identity means distinction. To enemy, identity means uniformity. And the difference between those two poles is the difference between building civilization and and destroying it. And uh, not everybody can be up front. I understand that. Uh, but what everybody can do is to support the, the people who are up front. Uh, and that's what I would ask you to do with Sam Bushman's work and the work of Liberty News Radio. This is a uh, an Herculean effort uh, that Sam does. Uh, he is a professional. He is a pro's pro. And he's been doing this uh, for, you know, basically his entire adult life. He's a professional without the resources that uh, professional uh, professionals would have in media. And we're going up against the big boys. You look at all the, the news and, and the amount of times that Sam Bushman's made an impact uh, with this network and with his or work as an individual, uh, everybody can support the people that they feel are doing good work. Uh, and I know we've had a little bit of difficulties this morning and um, uh, perhaps uh, rambling and chase, uh, engaging in a few chase uh, of the rabbit uh, here in this segment. But I, I think this would be the point I would drive home here at the end of this broadcast is that uh, you know the people that are doing good work, uh, and they deserve your support. Sam Bushman deserves your support, whatever support you can give. It'll make you feel good. Don't give until it hurts. We don't want anybody to hurt. We want you to give until it feels good. Uh, and what happens next? We'll embrace it with open arms, with a good-natured defiance. Uh, life is a wonderful thing. The struggle is a wonderful thing. And, and, and I do think we're going to turn things around. I, I think our people are too talented and too wonderful and too strong to exit history stage left with nothing more than the whimpers that we currently see. So I think things will be okay. Uh, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Uh, and, and and keep uh, your, your eyes towards uh, the prize is, is what I would say. Uh, but uh, the enemy does hate us. Uh, the enemy does hate you and everything that you and we stand for. 
Uh, and their strategy to dominate us is pretty simple. Divide us from our history. We were talking about this earlier. Wow, we've almost filled a full segment here. But uh, every week uh, another city is hauling away a, 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 a monument to, to one of our ancestors. Uh, divide us from our culture. Every Columbus Day, every Christmas season, every Thanksgiving, every Independence Day is met with protests, insults, and calls for revision. Divide us from each other. Uh, but most of all, divide us from Christianity. And why do they want us uh, to separate us from Christianity? Because ultimately, they hate Jesus Christ, and Jesus told us that they would, uh, that since they hate him, they will also hate us. But most immediately, because our faith, the faith of our fathers, makes us effective opponents of those who desire to enslave people to debt and to governance, which does not produce societies that foster industry, accomplishment, justice, safety, and courage. Now that that and those are the hallmarks of Christian culture. And if they can purge Christianity from our hearts, or if they can subvert and pervert Christianity, as you see, remember, not every building with a steeple is a church house. If they can purge Christianity or contort Christianity into support for transgenderism and things that you see coming out of some of these so-called churches, then it's only a matter of time before they can dominate and destroy the world. And with their toughest opposition out of the way, uh, they, they, they can do that. Uh, but... Nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a wonderful time to be alive. I think it will be in this, uh, in our lifetimes, that we see how it's going to play out. Uh, it has been getting progressively worse for generation after generation after generation. The America that we uh, inhabit today is entirely unrecognizable from the America that my father was born into in 1954, much less the. the America that our founding fathers created and gave to us. A republic if they can keep it, indeed. Uh, well, we didn't. Uh, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. But uh, as a society and as a people, uh, we weren't up to the, ch uh, up to the task. But uh, I do believe that we will see definitively, one way or another, how it's going to play out before our, our natural lives are up. If you're listening to this program and maybe you're middle-aged or slightly older, I think it's coming to a head. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. So, you know, really the solutions are on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. The solutions are available to each one of us. It's something that... Uh, you know, you may not realize, but most people in the media 
don't focus on solutions. They love to bring up problems. They love to bring up conflict. They love to bring up confusion. They love to really, you know, get you all riled up and make you feel like, oh, man, there's not an answer here. There's not a way forward. That is the quintessential lie. There is a way forward. There are solutions. The suggestion that there's not is just absolutely bogus. Let me give you an example right now. There's a big problem with two main countries in America right now, Russia and China. And uh, you know what? We want to somehow pretend that Russia is our most favored nation trading partner, but it isn't true. We want to also pretend somehow that, um, you know, China is our friends. They're our friends. And, you know, what? frankly, they're not our friends. Now, let me be very clear on this. The American people and the Chinese people are not at odds. Okay? They're different cultures, different races. I get it. Different ethnicities. But you know what? They, like everyone else in the world, for the most part, without propaganda and indoctrination that's so prevalent in many places, they want the same things. They're born under the earth. They're generally good people. They lack direction because they don't know about God when they're born on the earth. Got to teach them about Christ, right? But they're generally people, and they mean well, and they want to be treated kindly, and they want to treat other people kindly. Now, there's exceptions to this. There's people that are, you know, evil. There's people that are um, schizophrenic. There's people with, you know, mental challenges and things like that. But for the most part, people are good. For the most part, people don't mean harm. Okay, so there's exceptions. There are psychopaths among us. There, are, you know, but people are genuinely, generally, genuinely good. And as a result, the peoples of these countries are not the problem. It is unique individuals who are evil, who gain power and money and prestige. It's governments who gain power, money, and prestige who are evil, who really take advantage of the situation who betray all of us, who pit us against one another. That's the typical communist destroy tactic of Satan. That's what we're discussing here today. And whether we talk about election fraud, whether we talk about communist China uh, and their evil attempts, whether we're talking about Russia, the problems there, the battle in the Ukraine, look, Hunter and Joe, they're super good friends with, what, the Ukrainians, the Russians, the Chinese, all of them, but yet they play hardball with them to extract filthy lucre in a pay-to-play scandal. And then our American government literally protects them. Kevin McCarthy saying there's nothing to look at with regards to Joe Biden. There's nothing here. Move along, says Kevin McCarthy. They're all corrupt. But they all have an agenda which betrays the people. Well, that happens in the United States. That happens in the combination of China. That happens in the state of Russia, or the country of Russia, excuse me. Where, look, I know we want to believe Russia has gone Christian and they've jettisoned their communist ways, but it's not true. Vladimir Putin and these people, they're, you know what, KGB kind of people. They're as tyrannical as they've always been. But they've learned the lessons. Pitching hardcore in-your-face communism does not work. Good, honest, freedom-loving people push back and shut it down. 
Communism can't stand on its own. It's a godless system that's destined for failure. And so they've learned enough about embracing capitalism. They've learned enough about soft-peddling socialism. But their real attempts, their real goals, their real agenda is to push the same communist, tyrannical viewpoints they always have. That's no different in Russia. That's no different in communist China. That's no different in North Korea. That's no different in many of these countries that are across the globe that we battle in. Oh, let's have a battle between Russia and the Ukraine. Let's have a battle between China and Taiwan. Let's go ahead and let the communist Chinese position troops in Cuba, 100 miles from the United States shore. Let's let communism get a hold in the Western Hemisphere where we are. See, these are things that the John Birch Society and others warned against and we fought against and we stood against and we still stand boldly, nobly, independently against. But you know what? Our leaders, evil people in all countries, have banned together to carry out this agenda, which is their goal to lead us to a new world order, to a tyrannical state. Our goal to reject that. Their goal to promote satanic influence. Our goal to reject that and stand with God and liberty and integrity and honor and morality and freedom and prosperity, right? That's the epic battle the world over. It's been so since Adam and Eve first got on the planet. It's been so through all generations of time. And this epic battle will have repercussions throughout all eternity. Make no mistake about that, my dear Americans. Understand where we stand in the fight. So the more we stand for liberty, the more we stand with Christ, the more the enemies of liberty will abuse us, malign us, betray us. Their goal is to destroy us. Our goal is to stand with Christ because we know we win in the end. That's the news I've got for these clowns. We win in the end. And this riveting two-hour conversation with James Edwards highlights this perfectly. It is about God, family, and country for us, ladies and gentlemen. Turning to God and repenting and following his commandments so that he will grant us and bless us with liberty. And then using God-ordained families to help each other through this life as we prepare to live with Christ once again. The country founded by our founders is the best vehicle to accomplish these ends. I am Sam Bushman. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the public of the United States of America.